Boston patient has been removed from the heart transplant list for being unvaccinated. So a 31-year-old father has been removed from the heart transplant list at a Boston hospital because he is refusing to get the COVID-19 vaccine, according to his family. So DJ Ferguson's family say he was first on the list to receive the transplant at Brigham and Women's Hospital, but he is no longer eligible because of his vaccination status, CBS Boston reported. His father, David Ferguson, said his son, who is fighting for his life in the hospital and is in the desperate need of the transplant, doesn't believe in the COVID-19 vaccine. It's kind of against his basic principles. He doesn't believe in it. It's a policy they are enforcing, and so because he won't get the shot, they took him off the list of a heart transplant, David told the outlet. My son has gone to the edge of death to stick to his guns, and he's been pushed to the limit. Ferguson has two children and is expected a third, or is expecting a third, with his partner Heather, according to a GoFundMe page set up for him. Brigham and Women's Hospital, which is a Harvard teaching facility, said research has shown transplant recipients were at a much higher risk of dying from COVID compared to non-transplant patients. We do everything we can to ensure that a patient who receives a transplanted organ has the greatest chance of survival, a spokesperson told the Post. Our Mass General Brigham Healthcare System requires several CDC-recommended vaccines, including the COVID-19 vaccine and lifestyle behaviors for transplant candidates to create both the best chance for a successful operation and to optimize the patient's survival after transplantation, given that their immune system is drastically suppressed. Patients are not active on the wait list without this. The hospital's policy requiring recipients to have the COVID-19 shot is in line with many other transplant programs across the U.S., the spokesperson added. So the vaccine requirement. Like many other transplant programs in the United States, the COVID-19 vaccine is one of the several vaccines in lifestyle behaviors required for transplant candidates in the mass general Brigham system in order to create both the best chance for a successful operation and also the patient's survival after transplantation. So the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention also recommends that immunocompromised people which includes organ transplant recipients, be vaccinated because they are especially vulnerable to COVID. But see, that's the thing. Like the CDC recommends it, right? They don't necessarily require it for a transplant. Now, according to this specific Brigham system, the Mass General Brigham system, they require COVID-19 vaccine on top of other vaccines, which... Seems a bit odd because, for example, now I'm not a health expert, right? But feel free to give your comments as to your viewpoint. But my viewpoint on this is that it seems odd to require a vaccine for someone who's going to get an organ when 
perhaps the organ was not from someone who did have the vaccine, right? So what I mean by this, right, is that let's say the organ donor did not have the vaccine, right? Meaning their heart was never subjected to the vaccine, like none of the stuff within the vaccine. But then let's say that you give that heart that has never been exposed to the vaccine to someone who does get the vaccine, would they end up rejecting that heart because they have the vaccine in them or vice versa? Meaning, let's say someone did have the vaccine, they became an organ donor through probably really depressing means, the person ends up getting their heart, but because they are not vaccinated themselves, would they potentially reject the vaccinated heart? If you understand what I mean. Because I understand that when it comes down to transplants, any little thing can really disrupt basically your body accepting it or not. Like It doesn't take much for your body to end up basically attacking this foreign substance, right? So that's the way that I view it. I, I could understand perhaps that like like maybe that you know the heart was from someone who was vaccinated so to increase the likelihood of that heart ending up working out that you would require the recipient to also be vaccinated to try to make it as best as possible for it to match up to where the recipient does not reject it because then that would be truly in the best best viewpoint on trying to like help the patient to survive, right? That's the way that I view it. But I could be completely wrong about that. I'm not a health expert at all. It's just my kind of viewpoint. But it still seems odd to kick someone off of the transplant list, but then also refuse them from getting a heart transplant in general just because he won't take a vaccine. Like, it seems a bit odd. Especially when, you know, according to some reports, even the CDC, some people who do get the vaccine potentially get the myocarditis, right? Where you basically pretty much damage your heart. So, would you potentially end up damaging your heart while you're also trying to get a heart transplant or potentially damage that heart. It, like It's a very odd situation. So the hospital denied that a candidate could be first on the list for a transplant because there are varying levels of priority for allocation of organs. Ferguson's family are thinking about relocating him to another hospital that doesn't have the vaccination policy but fear he is already too weak to be moved. We are aggressively pursuing all options, but we are running out of time, David said. The family said the care he's received so far at Bergman Women's Hospital has been great, but his relatives can't ignore Ferguson's beliefs. I think my boy is fighting pretty damn courageously, and he has integrity and principles he really believes in, and that makes me respect him all the more, David said. 
It's his body. It's his choice. Ferguson has been hospitalized since November, ever since his lungs started filling with blood and fluid due to a hereditary heart issue, the GoFundMe page said. The fundraiser said that his resistance to the vaccine also has to do with his fears of heart inflammation, which health officials have said in rare cases have been associated with the shots. But in DJ's case, he cannot afford his heart to swell any more than it already is right now. He's at extremely high risk of sudden death if it does, the page said. See, like, this is the thing that I don't really understand about this guy's situation, like, specifically, right? Why would you potentially force a patient to get a vaccine that has the potential to inflame his heart for him to get a heart transplant, right? Like, it it doesn't really make sense. Like, so you're potentially wanting to force someone to get a vaccine that would potentially, not likely, but potentially, that there is a potential of it happening, that it would damage his heart because of how weak his heart is already is to where he could pretty much die instantly, probably, so that he could be eligible for a heart transplant. Like, it, it, it just doesn't really make sense. So we have had many conversations with the doctors who confirmed that his heart could swell and go into severe crisis, but they can't guarantee anything and it's a choice we will have to make if he wants to be listed. Both Ferguson and his partner Heather, who are self-employed, have been unable to work since he was admitted, according to the site. That is a very bad situation. Like, for them to both be... Well, I mean, he can't obviously do anything, but, like, he probably is receiving some sort of disability, most likely. Her, I don't know why she can't make money, but that is a bad situation. Like, I mean, when you have family, you have, like, kids and you are not bringing in any income, that's like a really bad situation. So it wasn't immediately clear what Ferguson did for a living, but the site said his job requires much physical labor, which is probably already not good for his heart condition. So Ferguson isn't the first patient to be denied a transplant due to his vaccination status. Colorado woman Leilani Lutali was removed from a kidney transplant list in October because she and her donor hadn't been vaccinated. See, this is even like more weird, right? Because this is like basically a comment that I made a little bit earlier. It's like, it would make more sense that like if the organ from the donor was vaccinated, that you would want the recipient to be vaccinated because that would also vaccinated with probably the same vaccine from the same company right, where that would probably make more sense for there to be no rejections, so if both the organ from the donor is unvaccinated and also the recipient, potential recipient, is unvaccinated, wouldn't it make more sense to have them stay unvaccinated, at least until after they recover from the transplant? Again, not a health expert, not a doctor at any, like, at any stretch of the matter. It's just, it seems odd. 
UC Health, which operates hospitals and urgent care facilities throughout Colorado, said the COVID vaccine was one of several measures patients needed to take to give the organ the best chance of not being rejected. But see, this is the thing that I don't understand, right? Because wouldn't having a foreign substance within your blood potentially cause your body to reject it? Like, because I mean, if you transplant an organ that has things inside it that the body does not recognize, wouldn't that cause your body to attack it more likely? So the health system said the driving force behind, behind its vaccine policy was studies showing transplant patients are more likely to die if they contract COVID-19. The mortality rate for transplant patients who get COVID is more than 20%, according to UC Health. An organ transplant is a unique surgery that leads to a lifetime of specialized management to ensure an organ is not rejected, which can lead to serious complications. So the need for a subsequent transplant surgery or even death, USC Health told the Post at the time. Physicians must consider the short and long-term health risks for patients as they consider whether to recommend an organ transplant. An Ohio man, Mike Ganin, who was vaccinated against COVID, was denied a kidney transplant last October because his donor hadn't received her shot. Now, this situation makes way more sense to me. Like, this is literally what I was talking about, right? Like, wouldn't it make more sense for an organ recipient to be denied the donor organ because they don't match up whether they had the shot or not. To me, that makes the most sense. Like this specific situation. I don't want to get the vaccine. I've got reasons, medical, religious, and also freedom. The donor, Sue George, told WKYC. So yeah, that just makes way more sense. Like, way more sense to me. Feel free to give your thoughts. Again, I'm not a health expert. I don't know what would be the correct situation in this, right? But also, this is kind of like something to really understand as well. That potentially, maybe if you got your life to a situation to where... Okay, it probably wouldn't matter whether or not if you had like endless amounts of money as to whether or not you actually end up getting, you know, the on the transplant list, it probably wouldn't matter too much. I mean, you might have a little bit more of a likelihood to be able to find some sort of organ or go to a different country for an organ, like China, because they just harvest organs from a whole bunch of people that they shouldn't be harvesting organs from people just then. But in his specific situation, or like something like his situation where Basically, because he is basically out of commission, because of his heart situation, it's always a good idea to prepare for like the worst type of life crisis like this by one, having life insurance as to like the worst case scenario that he passes away, that his family can still be taken care of, 
right? So that he feels like, okay, my kids are safe. My wife is safe, even if I were to pass away. That's why it's very important to get life insurance, especially if you know that you have some sort of condition, like a hereditary condition. It's very important to do that, right? Two, it's a good idea that if you have family that relies on you, again, get life insurance, but not just that, set up your life financially to where, God forbid, that both you and your wife were to end up losing your jobs for some reason, that the money that you have, one, could last for a few months, aka an emergency fund, and also that you have money in investments that are able to provide you enough cash flow to pay for your living expenses. So that varies like on like a family basis, like you know, because it varies so much, you know, personal finance is so personal that you can't make just like a blanket statement as to how much money you need an investment to like pay for your expenses. But you need to set up your life financially to where you have enough money for like a three to six month emergency fund and also automate your investments so that your investments have the capability when you flip the switch for it to literally just generate cash flow into your account, into your bank account that you can use for living expenses. And like a lot of people don't really think about that because a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, right? Like for example, if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're married and you end up having to deal with this type of situation and you both lose your jobs, if you're not able to get some sort of social media traction for like a GoFundMe page or something, or you're not approved for like social security or disability, you're basically screwed, right? Like your whole family is basically screwed. And you don't want to put yourself in that situation. You don't even want to risk putting your family in that situation. That's why getting life insurance is very important. Potentially even disability insurance, depending on your type of potential disability. And also, managing your money in a way to where you you live below your means and you also get your money to the point where you could start investing. Because people just don't take it seriously. Like they don't take their finances seriously. They end up, you know, spending all their money on like Uber Eats or DoorDash. So they're like living paycheck to paycheck or like, you know, getting hit by banks for overdraft fees because they're just spending all their money. So they have no money to even potentially even pay for health insurance, right? Like there's literally some people that do not even have health insurance. If if you don't have health insurance and you're basically in a situation where you got to get like a heart transplant, you're going to be so financially screwed that it's disgusting. Like it'd be so disgusting. So we'll see you in future episodes. Feel free to give your thoughts on this.